Good morning, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. So I was going to do this Wednesday morning, but I um, was tired on Tuesday night. And then woke up Wednesday morning, and I was like, nah, it's, it's too early. Because um, then I got to work and got other shit to do on top of that, so... You know, why make myself, you know, visible over that. Um, and what we have, you know, with this Nuxus Secret Invasion is I think this is the weakest of the episodes. And I think that my problem with it is it's, it's, the, it's the shortest, which doesn't help, but this feels like setting the stage for the last two episodes in a real flagrant way where rather than organically letting the story you know get to that point it feels like okay we have two episodes left the last two hours that's going to be the the end of the story we need to do something we need to get all the pieces in place for this final two episodes you know we need um we need all the characters to have their motivations and, and, and all the information to... Almost all the information we laid out on the table. Um, but, I mean, there are some great moments in the episode, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that the episode is all around bad, like, and there's nothing redeemable about it. Like, I really loved Priscilla and Nick's scene where they're sitting down and having the conversation um, in the... What's it called? In the... Uh, in their house after Nick knows that she's uh, working with Gravik to kill him. Like, that that whole scene is great. And then, like, the for it to end with the two of them shooting at each other and missing, and Nick going, I don't know if this means we should get a divorce or renew our vows. It's such a great little moment between the two of them that, you know, we haven't known Priscilla that long. But they've already done a great job of, of, of ingratiating her to to the viewers to the point where a moment like that can be endearing. Especially considering we were introduced to her in episode three, uh, episode two, at the very end. Episode three, we find out her backstory and, and you know, all of that. And then episode four, it's, oh, and now she's turned on Nick. And it's like, wow, that's a lot to get through. Like, it, it, it's a lot to get through, to, to get to that point. Um, I think my biggest issue is not the fact that Rhodey is a scroll, Because I think that was a foregone conclusion, not going into the show, but once the show began. Based on how the show is, you know, telegraphed to be like, oh, anyone can be a scroll, it can be anyone... I think that the issue is they spent too much time building up that Rhodey is definitely a scroll. Where it's like, okay, and then he meet like, and we, we, we meet him, he's talking to the president. Then he goes from talking to the president to uh, talking to, you know, to coming to, to Fury and calling him Nick, and it's like, okay, he's definitely a scroll. Then the third episode, Nick's like, I have a lead on a scroll that's high up in the um, in the U.S. government, um, and it's like, okay, all of these things are telegraphing, we know 
that, you know, he's going to end up being a scroll. Like, we know that at this point. So, the reveal that he's a scroll is not a huge deal. I think the smarter move, instead of playing that over four episodes and then finally revealing it, and then and them doing my least favorite thing from from TV shows. So this used to happen all the time on like 24, where a character acts reasonably normal and you know doesn't really give away that they're a scroll until it's explicit or not. I mean, obviously on, on 24 they weren't doing that, but or a mole, like the the character doesn't start acting weird until it's revealed to the audience that they are a mole, and then it's like ta-da. Like, they're a bad guy, but it's like, we had no way of guessing that because you didn't communicate any behavior up until this point that would have indicated that they are a bad guy. It's just, you know, they're, they're just a good guy. And I, I think that, like, if, you, if you're going to do that, which is kind of what they did here, where it's like, oh, he's kind of acting normal. But at the same time, it's like, the show is telling you the whole time, he's definitely a scroll. Like, it's such a weird situation all around that it's like, why did they handle it this way? Why was this the, the, the best course of action to to handle this, this story done? I mean, and that's the thing too. It's like the opening of the episode of the show being... Martin Freeman talking to the guy, and the guy being like, no, the scrolls are here, here with to handle it, and then Martin Freeman getting shot, and it turning out that he's a scroll is a cool kind of, I'm a red light camera in here, um, it, it is a cool kind of reveal, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but, like, what? Like, why? Who cares? What impact does this have? I mean, it's Martin Freeman. We've seen him in three movies, but still, like, is is there no one else that you could have? Like, the, you, I'm not saying you kill off, you know, Skrull Rhodey, and 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 have that reveal that way. It's just you open with that, and boom, you're like, oh shit, anyone can be a Skrull. Like it, it. Martin Freeman is still a, a, a secondary or tertiary enough category, uh, character where, you know, if he, like, he turns out to be a scroll, it's like, oh, all right, cool, I guess. Like, I think if Coulson was still around and he was a scroll, and it's like, all right, I guess, like, or if Maria Hill ended up being a scroll, Like, th th there was plenty there. Um, it's a shame that, you know, I, I have a feeling that, um, what's it called, I have a feeling Talos is dead, um, and that's just the end for him, um, because I, I don't see a situation where, um, he can come back from this, and the thing is, too, it's like, before a character dies, you don't want to leave anything on the table for that character, like, for him, making amends with Gaia is the big thing he's got to do, and, and he does that. Now, he doesn't, now, Gaia doesn't really reciprocate, but now his death can motivate Gaia. And I think that's kind of my biggest issue with this show is not the cliffhanger endings. I, 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 I like, I like them doing that because it feels like a serial. 
Um, I just watched The Adventures of Captain Marvel, which if you've not watched, um, check it out. It's on Freebie. It's an old uh, serial uh, produced by uh, Fawcett Comics back in the day. I think it was Fawcett. Well, I mean, another studio made it, but Fawcett Comics licensed out Billy Batson um, and made a serial based on the character that we now know as Shazam. And it's really good. Um, I'd recommend you watch it. And, and the suit, pretty cool. The suit that gives you that is pretty cool. Um, but regardless, that's not the point. The point is, if you look at... Um, what's it called? If you look at that, it's like each episode ends on a cliffhanger because they want you to come back to the theater to watch the next one. And that might be why we have so many part one, part two movies. That might be a, a conversation for another day. Um, but... The, the, the issue that you have with this, the issue that you end up with with this is that now three of the episodes that we've seen have ended with a character death. Um, and one of them has been almost immediately fixed. Because the reveal that um, Gaia is a super scroll is cool, um, but... I think we called it last week that it's like, oh, she's going to end up having extremis and that's going to heal her because, like, the extremis guys can't... It's like you introduce extremis as, a, as an entity in the episode. So now you have a way to have anyone who has that ability to interact with it, uh, they can do that. Um, and my, 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 my concern, too... Not concern, I don't think, but my... My question is, if Gaia now has this, is Gaia going to be able to take down, you know, super like, uh, uh, Gravik? I mean, Gravik has some great moments in the episode, too, toward the end, and he does a great job with his, you know, and we, like, we see him use the group powers for the first time, which is like, oh, he's doing his, you know, that's, that's going to be his version of the stretchy hands from, uh, what's it called, from you know, Mr. Fantastic's powers, but I, I just feel like this is a, you know, this is the weakest episode, but it's still not terrible. And I don't hate what's going on. Now, I think the thing is, too, it's like, we have two episodes left. The next movie is The Marvels. Um, Nick Fury is going to be up on, we'll call it The Watchtower. I'm getting that vibe from that thing he's on for Saber, but, you know, he'll be up on The Watchtower. And he'll be hanging out there when when Monica goes out. My question is, do we see any characters, any other characters show up? And then how does this play into the wider MCU going forward? Because we also know that by the time New World Order comes out, not New World Order, Brave New World comes out next year, um, the new, um, what's it called? The new uh, Captain America movie with, uh, with, with Sam as, what's it called, with Sam as the, uh, as, as Captain America, um, we know that the Moroni is not the president. He's unknown where. He is, is he dead? Does he resign? Does, does something happen to him? Like, what happens there where he is not the president? Because we know the president is, uh, Harrison Ford, he, who will be playing Thunderbolt Ross. So, what's going on there? Um, I think that his days are numbered. And I think that's kind of the big thing. Where it's like, he's not going to be, um, what's it called? He, like, 
he's going to end up being killed by the end of the show. I don't think that... I forgot the, the guy's name that he's playing, Mulroney, but he's the president. I don't think he lasts through the show, and that I don't think that becomes a plot point going forward. Um, I also don't think his vice president is going to be Thunderbolt Ross. I think we might be looking at a designated survivor type situation, uh, to use another Kiefer Sutherland TV show, um, where something happens to the cabinet, and they decided to have Thunderbolt Ross be the designated survivor, and that's how he becomes president. Um, and that is, a, that is something that can happen in the next episode. Because here, here's what, you know, at this point, what I think could happen, and again, I have no insiders, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything. I think what could happen is the next episode, um, Dermot Mulroney and, and Fury have the conversation about what's going on. And the president thinks, okay, we, the best thing we can do is telegraph this to the country, and they won't see it coming, Mr. Ross, they won't anticipate that happening, um, but they do, and then they do basically the, the first episode of Designated Survivor, and, um, you know, he becomes president, and then it's like, he's too busy handling shit, and he blames Fury, um, but then when they stop the scrolls, Fury gets fucked off to space, and he's out of, you know, it's not a problem anymore. So I think that there, there, there are things that could, you know, go into play. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, or it could be he doesn't trust Fury. Um, and he, you know, he's like, no, fuck you. I, I, you're up to something, too. I can't, I can't deal with this. You know, we're just going to go and declare war. So if he, had, he does a, a um, what's it called? an address to, to a joint session to be like, look, we need to declare war on Russia or however they're going to, you know, do this and then start World War III. Um, if that's what they're going to do, then that would also lead to a situation where Thunderbolt Ross could be the survivor and end up as president. Because last we heard about Ross, he was Secretary of Defense, I think, if I remember correctly, in... Endgame or Infinity War. I mean, it's unlikely he'd still be. I mean, unless the president flipped, and that would be a, a question that I would like to see them answer. Like, I would like to see an answer of what happens in the U.S. government in that situation, where the president dies and then five years later comes back and he's just not president anymore. Like, you know, if the or if the, the president does not die as to not create this constitutional crisis that they don't want to have to have to address. And have to call in like fucking Lawrence Tribe to write part of the episode to be like, well, if this were to happen in real life, here's what would probably happen, and the answer's probably not good. But there are things that could have happened that could, you know, work within this context, and, and I think that that's probably the most likely case, um, because then what happens is we know Ross is a militarist, and we know Ross is someone who's like, we need to send in our own people, um, which would give you a pretext and a ticking clock to be like, look, if they're going to send in their, you know, team, like, one of the things that, I, I think I've addressed it before, that I think Age of Ultron did well, not Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3, and Age of Ultron 2, let, let's not, you know, discount it, is they showed the Iron Man suit 
in a situation where it was not in control of Tony. And it is, when you're on the other side of it, it is a genuinely terrifying thing. And it being this idea of, okay, so we're going to send in, you know, the Thunderbolts. That's a realistic possibility, I think. Maybe we get, you know, a Frodo Thunderbolts team in this, in these last, you know, in these last two episodes. And again, this is all me spitballing, but I think that this is a realistic possibility. Um, because that would, that would get you to the end and it would give Fury something to, you know, stop. And it's not that he's got to stop the Thunderbolts and stop them from, you know, doing whatever they're going to do. It's, he's got to stop the Thunderbolts from, what's it called? He's got to stop the Thunderbolts from, you know, from being deployed. So he's got to stop the conflict before anything goes wrong. And any any and any boots are on the ground. Um, which is the other thing too is that it's like you can't like we're, we're dealing with a situation that is you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Which it's like okay, so we have this terrorist attack that they're blaming the Americans for. Fury was there, and then we have this thing where it's like okay, they're gonna attempt to shoot on the UN plane. Like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. And if all these things are happening, and we get to a point where a war is actually declared we get to a point where you can't you know that's something that like you could be like no 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 it's okay we you know it was actually the scrolls they were trying to divide us to just take over the planet and it's like okay but like is there no better way to handle this like and then like at the end of the day it's like yeah but we you know people still died and it's not like people aren't going to necessarily believe that. So they have to stop it before it gets out of hand. Um, which is, I think, the key thing is that, that, that they would have to do in the situation is they can't get to a point where once you've deployed someone into enemy territory in a military action, that's when this is going to... That's when this has to... That's when things go wrong. And I think that, that would be the thing where it's like, okay, so what do we do? And I think, too, the idea of them using DNA manipulation gives them a reason to not bring in the Avengers earlier, but, like, what then? Like, I think of all people, you wouldn't want to bring in any wizards, because if, if, if the majority, like, if you need to get the powers from DNA manipulation and then manipulating the DNA of the scroll, which is a task in and of itself that's going to take a lot of time, like, you, you don't want anyone who's got learned powers. So I think anyone like Doctor Strange or, or Wong or anyone like that where they come up to that machine and they can just read through the memories. It's like, okay, so they got powers and they can, you know, do their thing. Like, it's just an odd situation to be in. Um, but yeah, I think that there is a lot of room. And again, this is just me spitballing. I'm probably going to end up being wrong because they're, like, there's a reason I don't write for these shows. Um, although if what I've said ends up being better, I'll take credit for it. Um, It, it, it's an interesting, you know, it, I, I just didn't really care for the episode, so that's why we spent so much time here looking at what could come in the future. Um, which is, you know, a, you know, a problem with this episode. Um, but, we will wrap up there for today. And our next episode will be uh, tomorrow. We'll be talking about, I think we're going to do My Adventures with Superman, if that's on um, Adult Swim on HBO Max. If it's not, 
um, and it might be Friday. If it's not there either, it might be just not going on Max. But if that's the case, then iCarly um, and Full Circle and um, Strange New Worlds over the next few days. And we're going to talk about the documentary Black Ice that is uh, coming to theaters this weekend. We'll be seeing that Friday. So until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.